0: everybody. Welcome. It's Wednesday night and it's our study of the book of Hebrews. Welcome to Encounter Church. We're glad you're with us. You folks online on Facebook, glad to have you back here. or If it's your first time, love to meet you tonight. We're working out of a book called Engaging God's Word about the book of Hebrews. Fantastic little book. It's green in color here. We do have a few left, very few. They're only ten bucks each and if you need one, Get a hold of us. Brother Dave will see to it that you get a copy of the book. Hebrews helps us unfold the mystery of seeing Jesus Christ throughout the Old Testament. Throughout Hebrews, we see the superiority of Jesus Christ above all things. He is a superior person. He's a superior God to angelic beings. Hebrews 1.5, somebody read that for me? Somebody read it? Hebrews 1.5. Talking about Jesus being superior.
1: For to which of the The angels angels did God ever say, You are my son, today I have begotten you, or again I will be to him a father, and he shall be to me a son?
0: Amen. He couldn't say to the angels that, because the angels were not the Son of God. Jesus Christ was the Son of God. Angelic beings were not to be worshiped, prayed to. It was the Son of God. It was Jesus Christ. He's superior to Moses. And look at uh, Hebrews 4.14. Jesus is the superior high priest. What does Hebrews 4.14 tell us? Someone have that? amen Jesus is our great high priest he's the one we go to when we need help when we need salvation when we need healing he's our great high priest look at Hebrews five ten for me
1: Hebrews of 10 amen
0: Again, God's letting us know that Jesus Christ is our high priest. He's the one we go to when we need help, when we need healing, and we need deliverance, and we need salvation. Amen? Amen. Okay, over to Hebrews 7, 1, real quick. Hebrews 7, verse 1. Amen. And the note below to that verse says Melchizedek is clearly a type of Christ. Everything known about him from the Old Testament is found in Genesis 14 27 through 30 and Psalms 110 verse 4. He was a great king priest and is in the order of priesthood that Christ belongs. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Themes that Occur throughout the book of Hebrews. Faith. Perfection. Promise. Endurance. Superiority. Witness and inheritance. What does inheritance mean? In this context. What is God telling us here? Heirs of salvation. salvation. Thank God. Heirs of salvation. Superiority. What does that mean? pardon
1: he said Christ
0: yes sir that's what he said. oh that's good Bob amen the, the key word throughout the study of Hebrews the key word is what salvation salvation is a key word as we study the book of Hebrews let's go to Hebrews 5 verse 9 again real quick 5 verse 9 Made perfect. He became the source of eternal salvation. How important is that? Eternal salvation. Not for six months, not for a year and your warranty expires, for all eternity. When we accept Jesus as our high priest, as our Lord and Savior, it's not for just a month or six months. It's for all eternity. Amen. That's a promise he's given us. And I'd like us to take a look this evening. There's a couple little videos that we put together. I'd like you to look them over real quick, and then we want to come back and talk about them a little bit before we get into our book. Praise, God. Praise the Lord.
2: Hebrews is just about the most obvious, Christ-centered book in the Bible. What is the book of Hebrews? It's an appeal. And it's an appeal that Christ is sufficient and that He's greater than anything you would think about walking toward or receiving rather than Christ. The author's writing to some persecuted believers, many who were professing walked away from the faith. And so systematically what the author does is set up everything that these Hebrew-minded believers would think would be more sufficient than Christ, and he knocks them down like dominoes, angels, Moses, Melchizedek, the law, Aaronic priesthood, and basically argues that all of these individual people and apparatus of the Old Testament all point to Christ, that he fulfills them all, and he's greater than all of them, and that he cast a shadow on all of these great biblical figures, and he is basically arguing the centrality of the sufficiency of Jesus Christ, and and essentially appealing to his audience that he's worth all the persecution. He's worth all the pain that you're going to receive, the ridicule, because he's greater than all these other things that you're potentially going back to. So, for us, it, it it seems like an ancient book, but it has immense practical application for even the modern listener because uh, those of us who might be drawn away from the sufficiency and centrality of the worship of Christ towards other things that are out there, Christ even overshadows them.
0: One more video here. We want to take a look at it and talk a little bit about Jesus being... Our high priest mentioned all throughout the book of Hebrews.
2: Saying the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Simon Barjona, by the authority of the holy priesthood that I hold, Rabbi, I beseech thee, my little daughter, heal the sick, cleanse the lepers, raise the dead, cast out devils. Freely ye have received, freely give. Provide neither gold, nor silver, nor brass in your purses, nor script for your journey, neither two coats, neither shoes, nor yet staves, for the workman is worthy of his meat. And into whatsoever city or town ye shall enter, inquire who in it is worthy, and there abide till ye go thence.
0: Gathered to himself twelve disciples all had different kind of backgrounds Peter was a fisherman Matthew tax collector Luke was a physician and Jesus gathered them and there they were at their high priest Jesus and he touched them he prayed over them he blessed them and they went out all with different backgrounds went out and shared the gospel the gospel is mentioned all the way through Hebrews that's our Jesus. That's our Lord, our Savior, our high priest. Now let's go to our book. We've got some things to go over in our book today. First of all, Hebrews 2, verse 9. Quotes Psalm 8 and applies it to Jesus. And let's define a couple things. Glory and honor. Who can read that for me tonight? Let's go back to Hebrews 2, 9. Says he was lower than the angels. He took on humanity right. so that he could understand us. He could know what we feel like. He could know what we're going through. Says he was crowned with glory and honor. Let's take a look at the word glory. Someone give me a definition of what glory means, what you think it means. Yes, ma'am. hmm great that's good time. sister thank you that's great now the word honor i'm just taking a second here honor means a lot to me i spent eight years in the military six of those eight years special ops i was in special forces on a six-man team so i honored my country i honored the flag good. and honor meant a lot to me well what does it mean to you Someone give me an idea. What what does honor mean? Ma'am. Respect. Yes, ma'am. Respect. Sure does. What else? How about admiration? (laughs) Pardon me. Okay. Yeah. I, I wrote to
3: demonstrate high respect or great esteem for someone, to revere, to respect, to treat with difference and submission, to perform relative
0: duties to. Amen. Great respect, not only through the book of Hebrews, all the way through the Bible, you hear about respect, about honor, about God's glory. Number two, what do each of the following passages teach us about glory? Isaiah 42, five through nine. Isaiah 42, five through nine, somebody? Okay, is that going sister? <laughs> That's good. Go ahead.
3: Of it all.
0: That's right. He, he will not share his glory, will he? Amen. That's the truth. That that is a truth. Romans six, four. Let's take a look at Romans six four. Amen. Praise God. We were buried with him by baptism into death. What does that mean? What does that mean to be buried with Christ in baptism? Yes. Yes, sir. Yeah, amen. Them. Pardon me. Glory to, God. glory to God. That's right. He deserves all the glory, doesn't he? He does. Amen. Amen. Number three says, "How is Jesus the founder of salvation?" And that's from Hebrews two ten again. Back to Hebrews two ten. How is it that Jesus is the founder of our salvation? Somebody want to read that? Right. Give this sister a rest. <laughs> and then I'll read it together.
1: <laughs> for it was fitting that he for whom and by whom all things exist in bringing many sons to glory should make the founder of their salvation perfect through suffering.
0: Perfect through suffering. What does that mean, perfect through suffering? That's a word probably a lot of people don't like to hear, suffering. But yet he died, he suffered for us. So that we also, when we go, we go through suffering, yeah. we go through temptation. And when we suffer, it brings forth perseverance, uh-huh. which brings growth, growth of character, and testing of faith, and growth of faith. And all of these things bring honor to him and his suffering that he took. on Amen. Amen. And, um,
1: I read in one of uh, the commentators, um, it was talking about how his suffering is what we should focus on to see what the really, real way to sin is. His suffering was because of our sin. It, yes, that's sir. That's what we really Amen. deserve. So Amen. So tell that his
0: Amen, brother. That's good. Well, how is Jesus the founder of that? What does that mean? Jesus is the founder of our salvation about over here somewhere <laughs> anybody have anything yes sir and, uh, you know, he was the one that uh, stepped forward to go to that cross for us yep so he, is the he is the founder the only founder of our salvation praise god Okay, in Hebrews, right next to it, he, Hebrews 2.11. Identify the two subjects there for me mentioned in that verse. What are the two subjects there? I wrote, uh, the one who makes people holy and those made holy are the same family. And I also wrote, Jesus is not ashamed of us. Amen. That's why he's not ashamed to call us his brothers. Mm-hmm. That's really... Good for us to know. (laughs) Yep. Okay. Read the following passages. Luke 4, 5 through 13. Let's start with that one and then the other two. This is a, a key verse here that the Lord has left for us because it's what happens when the devil tempts us. And he went through it first, so he, he understands. You might say, well, the devil tempted me to do that. Jesus knows about that. He went through it. Right. Okay, so go to uh, Luke 4, 5 13. Luke chapter 4, verse 5 through 13. Okay, someone want to start out reading that? Yep. Now before we go further, how was he able to do that? How was the devil able to take Jesus up on the hilltop and say, I'll give you this if you'll worship me?
1: See, because of what happened in the garden, the authority was transferred. Uh Adam succeed his authority by disobeying God, and that was transferred to the prince of the power of the air.
0: Yes, sir. That's Amen. He was a deceiver. He was the tempter, and he thought, I'm going to take Jesus up here and see if I can get him to bow to me. But through all of that scripture, the last verse in there says, "And the devil went away because it didn't work. So Jesus knows what it's like when we're tempted. And he knows how to deal with it, doesn't he? How do people today, in this era, in this age, How do they view the devil? How do you think that they view the devil today? Yes, ma'am? A lot of people view the devil as like a joke.
3: They don't take him seriously. But then I think there's a lot of people that also somehow developed this culture in humanity where people feel sympathy for him, like he was wronged.
0: Exactly.
3: You know, salvation, and he wants
0: them to live on their sins instead Amen. of a And for whatever reason, we have this
3: idea that floats around where he deserves sympathy.
0: And the devil ended up that way because at one time he was what? The head of praise and worship in heaven. Yes, exactly. And God had given, even the angels in heaven had a free will back then. And Satan says, Well, I'm going to be as God and I'm going to take over heaven bad choice he was thrown out of heaven with one-third of the angels so that's why we have what temptation today that's why we have these thoughts of wanting to do everything against God because Satan is still ticked off from being Lucifer before because of that with what's going on these days and why do you think people fear death why is that yes sir Amen.
4: Paul put it this way: If in this life we have hope alone, in mm-hmm. other words, you die and there's nothing left of you, and you just poof like disappear, yep. he said, we are all men most miserable. Yeah. But thank God we have this hope in
0: Christ. Yeah.
4: Of eternal life after this life.
0: Right. Amen. A lot of people f- fear death because what? They're not assured of their eternity. They're really not sure if there's a heaven or hell sometimes. They're not sure they're going to heaven. Oh, I prayed to prayer, but I'm not sure where I'm going.
3: There's a lot of people, too, who will talk a big talk, and, you know, they'll say out in public, oh, I don't believe in God, I don't believe in Jesus, I don't need his salvation. Meanwhile, when they're sitting in their room laying awake at night, they're worried about an eternal
0: damnation and hell. That's right. Yeah. That, that is right. Amen.
1: going to deal with. It. Amen. And I think that's why a lot of people avoid God especially in today's age because in order to come to Christ, you got to come to you got to come to grips with some nasty stuff. That's in right. Our, in our generation, like Liz's generation and mine, nobody wants to be told that
0: they're a bad person. Right. Nobody wants to have any kind of criticism or any real truth spoken to them. Amen. Uh, and like she said, like
1: they have sympathy for maybe maybe the enemy and things like that uh is because that's our mentality
0: Correct. And, and That's so good. to
1: come to Christ is, is challenging
3: uh for us and so we'll just hide in the corner and pretend. Yeah. I've definitely noticed that trend and how I feel like it's been getting more and more detrimental as sure. moving forward and more generations are being born. Yep. There's less and less accountability for ourselves.
0: Yes, amen. Next question. What does it mean to you that Jesus frees us from that fear of death? Sister? Peace. Peace, peace, peace. Ma'am? Peace? Yeah. All right. Yeah, peace. Jesus gives us peace. We don't have anything to hold on to. We hold on to Jesus, and he gives us peace. It's like the woman with the issue of blood. She clawed her way through that crowd because she said in her heart, I know if I get to Jesus and I just touch the hem of his garment." I'll be made whole. God gave her that peace and that assurance. Plus, uh, we have a heavenly home for eternity. Mm -hmm. I mean, you get one tiny view of heaven should do you the rest of your life because it's a beautiful place with no pain, no suffering, no heartache. Amen? Amen? Okay, according to Galatians 3, verse 6 and 7, Who are the sons of Abraham? Those who have faith. Those who have faith. Sons of Abraham, those who have faith. Okay, anyone have a brief description from that text, Leviticus 16? Leviticus 16, 3 through 5. What are the duties of the high priest, as described there? What are the duties of the high priest? Somebody? Yes, sir?
4: The duty of the high priest was to uh, offer the sacrifices brought by the people for various sins that they brought on a daily basis. Mm -hmm. And once a year, the priest would go himself into the holiness of holy to offer a sacrifice for all the people at one time out of the year.
0: Yes, amen. And what happened in history do we know what happened that the high priest didn't have to give sacrifices like that anymore uh, a blemished lamb unblemished lamb what happened what changed that what major event the of our lord, jesus. amen our lord and savior jesus christ there's uh-huh. the next one is propitiation <laughs> i kind of laugh at that because of back in the 80s I was going to another church to do a revival service, and it was out of state. And the pastor that was there, the evangelist was there, was there two more days. So I wanted to go there early and see him because I'd heard a lot about him. And I got met with a pastor, and uh, we're going to go into church that night. When he came there, we had dinner. And I got to church. It started to fill up. The pastors was there with me, except the first rows on either side of the house, nobody was sitting in them. I mean, the church was getting packed. And I asked the pastor, what's going on here? And he kind of chuckled and says, well, this brother, the evangelist was a, a big fella, and he would get excited about Jesus and run back and forth. And anyone sitting in the first row got a fresh baptism. Oh. <laughs> so lessons in life, I learned that one. So anyway, what is, what is the meaning of propitiation? Hmm? Atonement. Atonement. Yes, ma'am. Anybody? Yep. Atonement. In place of act of appeasing or making well. Uh, and making well. Amen. Verse 17 in that scripture describes Jesus as a merciful and faithful. Here's the word. High priest. Merciful means compassionate. Thank God for a lot of us, (laughs) kind and forgiving. Faithful means true to his promises, devoted and loyal. How do the words merciful and faithful influence your feelings about Jesus as your high priest? Merciful, compassionate. How does that influence your feelings?
3: Mm-hmm.
4: Well, what was written in the Scripture never ceases to be. He, he, he is our, our priest, high priest that is always compassionate toward us. Amen. And thank God we have access through the Father of um, this high priest, high, compassionate high priest, by the name of
3: Jesus Christ.
0: Amen. Praise God, mm-hmm. and thank you, Jesus, that He is. Forgiving, because a lot of us probably wouldn't be here tonight if he wasn't forgiving, and I mean real forgiving. Thank God we have a forgiving Savior, and he's completely trustworthy, isn't he? Now Mark uh, ch- chapter 1, verse 40 and 41, and in Luke 19, 1 through 10, let's look and see what what does each passage tell us about the help Jesus offers us. Mm. Says a leper came to him imploring him, and kneeling said to Jesus, if you will, you can make me clean. First of all, what does that tell you? Yeah, that leper did what? He believed in Jesus Christ. And it says, moved with pity. You ever think that Jesus doesn't care about us? Look at Jesus, moved with pity. He stretched out his hand and touched him and said to him, I will be clean. That leper evidently had heard about Jesus. He came to him. He didn't say, now it says you're supposed to heal me. He says he knelt before him and said, Jesus, if you will, you can make me clean. He says, I will. Amen. Yes, sir. I think that's really important because the reason a lot of
4: people don't come to Jesus is because they feel like they've done so much bad stuff mm-hmm.
1: that God can't, he won't love them. That's right. Like God can't love somebody like me. He can't forgive somebody like right. me. Right. Well, he can because he's not somebody like you. He yeah. <laughs> and so he can love you regardless. And I think as a church, as a whole, worldwide, if we could get that message to people that God loves you, yeah you got problems you got issues yeah he loves you if you'll turn your way he's willing to save you yes sir like like he's just saying if you if you do all you can you know then you'll be saved he's like no I won't save you here it is just do it that's how you do it yeah
0: I remember yep I was for 12 years a chaplain for a motorcycle group Christian bikers called Sons of Redemption and we had Bible studies on Monday nights out in Romeo at our clubhouse there. But every Friday night at Gibraltar Trade Center was bike night. And there was two to 3,000 bikers showed up there every Friday night. They had a tent, they had a band, and they had vendors there with tables with leather vests. So we rented out the place for the summer and put a table in there and put on, we had Christian biker T-shirts. And we had Bibles, and we had tracts and testimonies. And they were all there. They all came out there. It was outlaws, renegades, devil's disciples. All those guys were there. But we stood at the table all evening, and they'd pass by and look at the t-shirts and take a copy of the testimony or whatever. And we always shared Jesus with them. And because of that, me and another chaplain were invited to go to their clubhouses for dinners. They had these 10-buck dinners. You get a steak and a baked potato. The key is you need to be out of there by about 9 p.m. But anyway, they let us talk about Jesus. They let us share Jesus. And some of them had really some bad stuff going on. But we did find that some accepted the Lord. They started coming to our biker meetings on Mondays. And there's a lot of other stuff, but I won't get into it. But God was faithful. Some of these guys were nasty. But most of them, 85% of them, were veterans like myself. And uh, they really stood for one another, took up for each other. Amen. Amen. What does Jesus promise as recorded in Matthew chapter 7, verse 11 and 28 through 30? What does he promise us there? Matthew 7, 7 through 11, and Matthew 11, 28 through 30. Amen. Praise God. The key here says, knock and it shall be open. Not always open to what we're asking for, like a new truck or a big bank account, but an answer from God. He's heard the prayer, ask and it shall be given. What will be given to us is God's best for us. It's God's answer for our prayer. Whether it's what we want, it'll always be what he wants. That's what some people take that verse a little out of context and think they can ask for Cadillacs and (laughs) lots of money in the bank. But that's not, God can do that. I mean, I'm not saying he can't. He can bless you tremendously. But we don't want to take that out of context in that verse. Praise God. Okay, 28 through 30, somebody read that one. Matthew uh, 11, verse 28 through 30. Praise God. He's wanting to bless somebody tonight. Maybe somebody here could be somebody on social media. He just loves you so much that he wants to get the word out to you. And this is a good, Bible studies are important. This Bible study is very important. Amen. Amen. Okay. Jesus those two verses ought to keep you going huh for my yoke is easy and my burden is light he don't want to put more on us than we can bear it's the devil that does that amen and he has scriptures he has scriptures in this word to help us understand that his yoke is easy and his burden is light. by the way this Bible from front to back is God's GPS system Amen. global positioning and if and if you don't read it you can't find out where you need to go or how to get there it's like saying somebody invited you to something up north and you don't use your GPS system we need to start reading this word for in it is the issues of life the issues of eternity And if we put it on the shelf and only listen to our pastor read it on Sunday morning, that won't get you through the week. We got to start reading the Bible more, studying more. That's why we have the Wednesday night Bible studies, to bless you folks, to bless people out there online with the word of God and let them know that they need Jesus. So tonight, before we have prayer, wrap it up. I want to thank all you out there, especially... On social media, thanks for sitting at our table as we study God's word. If you have not, if you're listening tonight, listen to this. If you have not made Jesus your Lord and Savior at all, John three sixteen says, "For God so loved the world, He gave His only begotten Son, that whosoever and whosoever is, Tom, Harry, Elizabeth, Debbie, uh, whatever your name." When you bow your head and accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior, it says your name is written down in heaven in what? The Lamb's Book of Life. And what the enemy does not want you to do is pray. He doesn't want you to say, Jesus, come into my heart. He'll put everything before you he can get. Now, you're listening tonight, you're online right now, this very minute. Jesus is knocking on your heart's door. And he's saying, come and accept me. Let me be the king of your life. Let me be your high priest. And if that's you, just stop whatever you're doing right now. Bow your head. Not if you're driving, but bow your head. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, we're going to pray right here, right now, while we have the time. Lord Jesus, pray this after me. Lord Jesus, Jesus. come come into my heart. Forgive my sins. Be my, high Be my high priest. Thank you that my name now is written in the Lamb's Book of Life. In Jesus' name, in Jesus name. Amen. amen. Now, if you just prayed that prayer, get a hold of us, would you? Encounter uh, Church, we're on 600 North Campbell. We have a great pastor. <laughs> and he preaches the Word of God to us. I mean, the best thing you can do is find a good local church. If this is too far for you to drive, find a good local church with a good pastor that preaches God's word only and become a part. Start to read your Bible. Start in uh, Romans. Read the book of Romans. Read the book of John. And let us know what's going on. Contact us. We'll pray for you. We'll pray with you. We have a good pastor who does that all the time. So get a hold of us. Now, I know there may be uh, Christians right now listening to us, who are hurting, who are going through things. You might be saying, why, God, do you let this happen to me? It might be sickness, financial problems, whatever it is. He's our high priest, like we said earlier. His burden is light. His yoke is easy. So let's take a minute tonight out there on social media, here in the church, and let's ask the Lord to bless us. Father, I thank you. And Lord Jesus, some of your people are hurting Some can't understand why, Lord, but we know you love them. You're their high priest. So, Lord, right now I pray with my brothers and sisters online, on Facebook and in our house tonight, that they would touch you, Lord, and let you touch them. Just, Lord Jesus, touch these folks, whatever they're going through, whether it's financial sickness in their body, whatever it is, Father, I ask you to touch them and strengthen them. Like the song says, he touched me. Oh, he touched me. And let let the Lord touch you tonight. And let us know. Get a hold of pastor. Let him know that God touched you tonight through prayer. You'll do that. You'll be blessed, I guarantee you. You'll be touched by your high priest tonight. And listen, uh, join us next week. Be here. Next week we're going to be talking about the Pearl of Unbelief. And Brother Dave will bring that to us and He's excellent, so don't miss it. He's going to be talking to us next week about unbelief, how it affects us as Christians, how he affects what's going on in the world. I'm talking about the enemy. But the pearl of unbelief. Amen? Amen. Amen. So God bless you. Uh, Get in contact with us.